Pretty much everyone has been effed up in some way or another. Unfortunately, it's pretty much an inescapable part of existing. We're all effed up in different ways, by different things, and we've all responded differently as well. However, pretty often, the things that F us up end up being responsible for pretty much who we are today. I'm your host, Josh Anglerfish NG, and you're listening to WFYU. What F'd you up? We live in a society. A society where it seems like everyone cares about how they present themselves to everyone else, but also a society that looks like it's becoming increasingly obsessed with numbers. Dollars, likes, and shares are quickly becoming a universal metric, and we start learning this from a young age. Exams, marks, and rankings are the hallmarks of our education system, here in Australia and in a lot of other places around the globe. And this environment of numerical contrast and comparative worth can create some problems for how we process and perceive ourselves and others. I was looking at your form, yeah? And yeah. Uh, do you remember what you put in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, remember. I kind of remember. I read that one of the things that was bugging you was something about, like, you know, imposter syndrome. Which is like, what is your experience with imposter syndrome? Yeah, yeah, so, well, I first kind of figured out what it was literally from like a youtube video and i was like oh, what the hell is this right and i watched it and, and then i realized that you know like, it kind of resonated but then the thing is right the, the fact that i became aware of what it was made me worse does that make sense like i think that like with this idea of imposter syndrome like being kind of second guessing your abilities like that was kind of lying in the subconscious but like once i actually became aware of what it was i think that actually made it like worse so like did it so like the fact that you now had a name to it actually made it a bit more obvious to you and also a bit it made you experience the symptoms a bit more yeah exactly i guess the fact there's a name to it now i i don't know it became kind of like some some sort of scapegoat so you know how like i guess Whenever I kind of start doubting myself, I'm like, oh, I'd be like, oh, it's just, you know, imposter syndrome. But that sort of stopped me from actually working towards, like, figuring out. Um, so if I didn't know what it was, I guess, like, I wouldn't be just, I wouldn't just say, oh, it's just imposter syndrome and move on without, you know, trying to. Oh, okay. So is it you like. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the fact that you now had, like, a set sort of... Since you have a name to the thing, right? Do you think you sort of use it to put off actually looking at the causes as to, like, why some things sort of, I guess, mm. put you off accepting certain triumphs or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And and you say yourself, it's, it's pretty common. Um, Like, I don't know, just looking at the comments. <laughs> you know, I'm sure everyone has imposter syndrome. So, it kind of became this... This like, I guess, accepted. Oh, I don't know how to call it. Like syndrome sounds weird. <laughs> like I mean, it's in the name, so it's fair enough. Um, just to yeah, give a yeah. bit of context, um, yeah. both Lauren and myself went to uh, James Roos High School, so like, you know, <laughs> we all of us tend to cringe a little bit when we say that yeah, because I so it's much. yeah, yeah, because it's not like you know. I mean, we all worked yeah. hard to get there, and that's true. Yeah. But there's there's a reputation. Yeah. Um, that I, I don't I don't really agree with. Um and especially with like 
Oh, I, I find it so cringe. Um, you know, when, when parents, I guess, like, <laughs> define you based on what school you go Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> but to yeah. what degree do you feel like that sort of being in that environment, like, you know, the, like, the, yeah. the title of student of a top school oh. in the state, oh. like, to what degree does that feed into your imposter syndrome? Oh, I, I never, I never actually felt like it was school. I feel like, for me, I always kind of measured my, I guess, my efforts, my abilities compared to the people around me. So, I mean, I guess that's, there's that, you know, there's that aspect of you know, being in a competitive selective school or whatever. Uh, I guess that kind of impacted. But yeah, it was more so like, you know, looking at how hard your parents worked, um, how no one else around you worked. And yeah, like, the idea of like, uh, being defined by, your ranking or whatever. I just remember, like, recently I had a talk with a friend, and like, we're we're, we're talking now in retrospect, right? Like, exams and, and rankings and whatever. But she was talking about how, like, you know, her, her whole, I guess, her whole year twelve experience. She kind of was defining her worth based off her ranking, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I think that's no, my that's like it, that's first. that's completely okay. We welcome tangents on this show. Yeah, no, but yeah, that just really frustrated me. But also, it was like I feel like it was such a huge part of yeah, you know, um, what kind of what messed me up with this quote unquote syndrome. That mm-hmm. idea of like. That arbitrary, like, it's so arbitrary, right? The like, fact that, like, you, you, for those few years, your life and arguably your worth to some degree <laughs> is just defined by, like, how you stack up academically against other people. Yeah, and, yeah, and exams are just such a shit way of measuring that. For about, would you say, two years, you had that extreme dynamic where everyone's worth was basically gauged by a number <laughs> and a rank. That sort of environment, right, that breeds <laughs> competition. Would you say that it conditions you to constantly compare yourself to other people? Yeah, I guess subconsciously I I always try not to because like, you know, everyone tells me like your work isn't you know blah 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 and then your parents are like, Oh, don't worry about it like no, like I don't know, just try your hardest and don't compare yourself and everyone's like, Don't compare yourself. But, but then you know, you have a number like right there in every <laughs> report card. Especially like in year 12, year 11, where you start figuring out your goals and what you want to achieve and what degree you want to do and what you need to get, you know, what you need to kind of achieve to go there. It just, I subconsciously, I feel like everyone is, uh, the majority, I would say, like a lot of people are affected by like this ranking. Yeah, that sort of, that competitive environment mentality tradition i guess but yeah when you have that sort of thing right does it make you sort of all right when you look at other people and you look at how well they're doing do you feel like you do that to put more pressure on yourself to perform better Mm, yeah i'd say because like just back in high school i i feel like it was actually kind of motivation Right, it starts off as this kind of motivating factor where you see everyone else working so hard 
like going to the library and getting that grind. Yeah, and that kind of motivated me to, I guess, also start, but like um, putting as much effort. But then it, there's that kind of feeling of, uh, I, I, this is kind of, I don't know, because um, so many of my friends and so many of like my peers were, I guess, like working towards the same goal. <laughs> um, the same degree, right? Met. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess that was motivating, but also I guess my imposter syndrome really started when I saw how hard everyone was working around me, especially my best friend. Like she was working crazy hard. I just felt like I couldn't. I I just had to catch up, right? Because we we're working towards the same goal. Blah blah. Oh my god! I don't want to. I feel like oh, I always cringe whenever I talk about this stuff because I hate talking about getting good like marks or being no 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 that's that's because unfortunately as ex students mm. of a high school that is reputed for being top in the state for Ugh. academic reasons and academic reasons only we yeah. all we're we're going to have this stigma part of that yeah. is due to tall poppy syndrome but part of that is also because if i'm being completely honest not everyone who comes out of our high school actually moves past our high school yeah exactly i've always i've, I've tried to you know, distance herself. I, it's such a, I feel like a school should have this huge of, like... This huge of a reputation? Reputation of sorts. That's understandable. Um, to what extent, like, you know, because imposter syndrome is all about being, uh, to a degree, it's about being somewhere where you feel you don't belong, right? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess when you, you know, when you find yourself where you want to be, like, where you work towards... Yeah, sometimes when you work towards something and you, you it's it starts to be kind of like a, a myth of sorts like that we're gonna reach it and then when you actually reach it you're like oh sh yeah so like yeah, when you're trying to push yourself to achieve something you can't you don't let yourself think you're ever going to reach it <laughs> exactly. and then when you do it feels so weird yeah it's so weird like and um yeah and like especially with i don't know i just feel like in high school i had such a like a what's the, what's the saying? Like a train track, one rail, what? Like one train track wreck. What? Line. And what? then your mind is just like what, going in one direction. Like oh, is, a, do you mean like tunnel word. vision? Tunnel vision. There yeah. we go. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, do you feel like that gives you a feeling of disappointment when you actually do reach what you're working for? Um, maybe not disappointment. Um, or is it like anticlimactic in any way? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I think it was more like, why did I not consider other other pathways as equal, not just as a backup? So is it like having one set vision of what you want your future to be, and then when you reach that goal, you sort of look back and go, oh, I had so many alternative mm -hmm. pathways. Um, yeah, I, that, that always happens, right? Like, the, the grass is greener. <laughs> it's, and like, yeah. yeah. I don't know, that just kind of reminds me of, like, FOMO. Greener grass syndrome is basically just FOMO for alternate versions of yourself. Right. <laughs> which is something you put in your form as well. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, that sounds that sounds uh, vaguely familiar. Vaguely um, familiar. Okay, so obviously, like, you've gone through the HSC, you've now landed yourself a spot in med. Yeah. What alternate versions of yourself do you envision for yourself? Yeah, like, I mean, I love art. There's that, like, art kid in me that's like oh, should have just taken that offer to go to an uh, interview in London and have like some arts thing because <laughs> like 
Yeah, I got into the artist restaurant. And part of that is like you get like this like interview offer or whatever. So you have to do like your portfolio. Bring a portfolio, do an interview, and you might get like a chance to go to like this fancy art school in London. But that was cool. Like <laughs> It's yeah. quirky, but it's definitely there. Yeah, right. There's so many different pathways. Especially with like um you know, with like YouTube and Instagram. There's so many different types of people, um and you kind of just, I just kind of want to be everyone. Yeah. Wait, when you went for med, is it because, like, you know, it was, in a way, a bit more stable of a future than something artsy, I guess? Um, I guess there was that aspect, definitely. Like, definitely. <laughs> that life prospect. But, um, yeah, for me, I guess. I don't know. I liked chemistry, I liked biology, I liked arts. I was like, hey, med is, like, in the middle you know, like, it's kind of in the middle of science and arts for me. Oh, okay. Like, Actually, no, that's... I've never heard someone describe it that way before. Just Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, that's, the, that's always how I thought of it, because definitely there's, like, the science aspect, but, like, you can't deny the humanities part, like, the, the talking to people and, like... <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's kind of where I went, but enough of that. <laughs> okay, I love how you're, like, unconsciously steering the conversation away from your degree. Okay, so this might be, like, a sign that I am also infected with that sort of, like, academic mindset, but I remember yeah. when I learned that you actually took on visual arts as a subject yeah. in HSC, I remember thinking to myself, wait a second, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very viable subject for that matter. <laughs> I probably would have dropped it had had there only been ten units to spare. Um, but in saying that, like VA actually counted over chemistry. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, it counted for me, it counted for Helen. I'm pretty sure, and it counted for like at all three of us. So suckers. Alright. Yeah, that was probably a lot of people. Oh. And me included, like, you kind of, you kind of think that, oh, uh, like, I don't know, even though we don't know anything, I, I don't know anything about scaling, I don't know how it works, I don't know. I feel like scaling is just a whole different beast. Like we just, we just, yeah. we don't know how it works. I don't think yeah. they're gonna tell us how it works. So yeah. <laughs> it's just for all intents and purposes, it might as well be random, to be honest. Right? But everyone's saying, "Oh, it's scale." I feel like the problem so, with the way, like the problem with the way most people see the HSC right now is that you mm -hmm. have a, a few set subjects which have a reputation mm. for being like really, really good for getting into your dream yeah. degree. But the problem yeah. is, it's more about like being good at a very specific set of things rather than trying to be good at a very like predeterminated set of things did i say predeterminated what's wrong with me predetermined there we go i didn't realize <laughs> it's kind of weird because like i do a media degree right mm -hmm. and like that stacks up in a way when i when i say that i do a media degree because first year of uni right the way most people try to connect with other people is oh. they ask what high school you go to and that always gets a few interesting reactions, because when <laughs> I tell, yeah, yeah, because when I tell someone I go to Roos, you get that, you get that, yeah. like, you know, that customary, oh, okay, well, haha, very, very cool. <laughs> but then I tell them I do a media degree, and they look at me like I'm smoking crack in public. <laughs> because it sounds, it for some reason, it just seems so weird that 
a school that yes. consistently turns out well, you know, in quotation marks, academically bright kids. Suddenly, oh. like, you know, you'll get an a kid who does an arts degree coming out of that. And that just seems I feel like that's like a oh, might be a you, <laughs> It might I be more it's such a it's such a weird thing though because people don't ex- th- this is the sort of like thing that makes me a bit confused about the way like the way the world works I guess or at least just the way our society works is that you don't seem to equate being bright academically with being creative which is just really really weird like being creative is mostly would you agree that being creative is mostly like a way of interpreting the world around us and therefore relating it to other people as well. Oh wow, that's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like just, like, people, I don't know, I, I reckon people don't really, well, I'm going to say people, some people, <laughs> um, like, creativity is such a broad term, but for a lot of people, like, it tends to just apply to because arts has like that again it has that sort of like reputation surrounding it <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah yeah in actual fact like yeah, even if you look at the uh, this, like the arts degree like it's it doesn't even <laughs> encompass visual arts like languages um i don't even know like it's just such a broad term how would you say that creativity like do you feel that you're able to embrace that sort of like your capacity for creativity in a med degree? Um, mm, I mean, definitely. There's that aspect of problem solving, um, you know, and I guess with like, I find it mostly applies to, in my experience so far, my limited experience of like two, two terms, um, basically homeschooling. I feel like definitely that there's that aspect of problem solving when you kind of come across like schematic patients and they give you case studies of like, oh, figure out, uh, you know, exams, like, oh, I'll figure out what, what's the, what's the basis of this disease. And also, I guess anatomy is kind of creative, but I do feel like, you know, I can, there's, a, there's an outlet somewhere, but you know, with creativity, like, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> okay, <hobby>. fair enough. <laughs> In my spare time, yeah. I don't know, how's your degree? Like, my degree? I actually don't know anything about your degree. Oh, media's pretty interesting. I have to be careful not yeah. to, like, nerd out completely, otherwise I'll take up all the time in the podcast. But, um... <laughs> It's mostly just like learning about how people communicate with each other in the in the industry, right? So like the sort of techniques that like mainstream media outlets employ to make people think certain things. Which leads me to another interesting point that you brought up in your form is that the idea that we are manipulated nowadays to okay. accept certain standards on what we should be striving for, what we should be achieving, and most importantly what sort of image we should project to other people. Yeah. All right, so part of my degree is, like, looking at how people... Um, how do I put this? Okay, so part of my degree is, like, looking at different ways that people can present themselves to the world through the use of modern technology. So right. let's say, for example... We'll go with a really simple example. Instagram. Yeah. It's 
we talk about this concept called mediation, which is basically where you take the reality and then you mold yeah. it into a shape that you would like other people to see, and then they accept that as reality because they don't know that you've done that. Wow. And, like, the thing is, when we discuss it, like, it's, it's like, a good thing because it allows for, like oh. you said, creativity. But on the yeah. other hand, it can also be a bit manipulative because Definitely. people don't know better. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mediation. Yes. So, this is gonna this is gonna be a little bit of a tangent, but oh good, I love tangents. <laughs> All right, so beauty standards, right? Sure. No, but yeah, yeah, beauty standards. There's there's no cohesion at all to to mm. to beauty standards if you look at it over the long term. Like you know, yeah. You know, you know how when did being thick crop up as a thing? Dude, I don't know who started it, but I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair I'm enough. Like, think of the Kardashians. Sure. Kardashians. Okay, and, like, this is the other thing, like, I find it really hard to grasp the specifics okay. of each, like, new trend that hops up. Because, yeah. like, being thick, right? Like, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's, like, having big thighs or having... Right? Like, I, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's not even, like, being thick. You have to be thick. <laughs> You're not thick. You're not, <laughs> like... <laughs> You're not beautiful. Okay. You're not beautiful. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's, it's so arbitrary. Like, it's probably just like, you know, whatever celebrity pops up and people are like, oh, they look good. Time to jump on. Actually, but yeah. <laughs> because I feel like certain celebrities crop up for apparently no reason. Mm. Like, you brought up the you brought up the Kardashians, yeah? Kim basically became famous because of its sex tape. Yeah. And... That's um, to say the least. Hey. That's a very interesting way of becoming famous. But yeah, it well, worked. yeah, it worked. It definitely it worked. worked. But then and she got rid of her image. Like, there's no stigma to you know Kim Kardashian now, even though she really did become famous because of that. Like, you know, and all I don't know. She's a cool lady. Yeah, you you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah, you brought up this thing, like, why is our society so fixated on appearances? I feel like that idea sort of spans both imposter syndrome and beauty, like, body images, beauty standards, that kind of thing. Because it's all about, like, you know, looking at the way other people appear and then seeing how you yourself measure up in terms of that outward appearance. Yeah, that's true. Do you feel like that factored into your own experience as well, in terms of those different, like, issues, I guess? Yeah, definitely. I mean... I guess with like that idea of body, like now, yeah, in light of I guess like being more exposed to, you know, like people, like activists and stuff, you know, um, that whole idea, you know, like that self love, okay, um, exposing like Instagram versus reality. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in light of all that, like it does make me more aware of like the the amount, the degree of like mediation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the correct use of the word. Yeah, like that that degree that should have like, done an arts degree, SMH. <laughs> yeah, that, that falsity in I guess in social media, and not even just social media, like in media in general. Um, like I don't know if you, uh, so I was when I was like really really. Like maybe in year six and stuff, I was like into like K-pop. That industry is so very <laughs> fake. The amount of the amount of like there's a word that I found from like a manga, like wokism. Sorry. 
lookism. Like, lookism. Oh, okay. You know, I guess there's like the idea of like kism. I guess I don't, that's probably not how you use that word, but I like the word. It's like it's like racism, but like based on appearance. racism, but based on prettiness. Appearance, I guess. Appearance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a good make off. All right. <laughs> it's called lookism. It's about like it's about like oh, I have to tell you. Sorry, another tangent. It's a Korean one, and it's about this like this really stereotypically unattractive dude. Like, he's overweight, he is acne, like, it's so stereotypical, but then, like, somehow he, he, like, gets another body, and the new body is, like, like, pretty much your conventional, like, K-pop beauty standards, tall, like, slim, blah, blah, but he still has this old body that he changes into at night, so you've got this really bizarre, like, situation where this one dude experiences the world, like, through two completely different, um, Two completely different ways. Ways. I was gonna say vessels. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that, but like idea, this like the 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 extent to which your appearance dictates how you view yourself. You know, there's that like all these different archetypes of like you know the duff. Yeah, yeah. So like all these different like stereotypes about roles you occupy in your life. Yeah, 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 and like the dynamics you have with other people like I don't know it's just wow anyway so K-pop um, musics yeah I guess like when you're exposed to this industry where everyone is in like perfect perfect yeah um and they're like I don't know like 50 kilograms and like they put their weights online when you search them up oh I didn't know that weight. actually wait yeah so like I would like google all my favourite Go to the profiles and they have every like the age, height, weight, like favorite food is on. It's bizarre, but like yeah, you like see, height, like, I can sort of understand to a degree yeah. because like you know every everyone seems to focus on height nowadays. Mm. Oh height, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know because you <laughs> you yeah. look on any of the on any of the uni love letter forums and all of them yes. are just people filled with letters of people looking for lampposts to date. It's yeah. really really weird, yeah. but but weight. Yeah, wait. I don't know. You'd think that, yeah, you have eyes. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you can just, I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of like a bit toxic, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's the same thing with like influencers. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Even, yeah, even though like, we've come miles from. I feel like influencer has the same sort of tainted name as well in our case as our high school but yeah. because it just sounds like it's it just cringe. <laughs> it just yeah it just sounds cringe because cringe. if you think about it an influencer is basically just someone who wields their social media yeah it's basically fake it till you make it which just yeah. it's yes, just it, it just feels unclean it's it's bizarre and people it's career pathway like people make People make money, money, but it's it's really it just sucks as a job title. It sucks. It's like YouTuber. YouTuber has taken on a bit more respectability, but it yeah. still shares the same sort of like you know people talked about like you know being a CEO or like yeah. being a being a doctor, being a nurse, etc., etc. Like you entrepreneur. know, entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, on, I feel like entrepreneur has actually taken on a few of those connotations recently as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. because it started to become yeah. the next like cringy like thing. That's why you have people like saying, "I'm a content creator. I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm a content. I mean, fair enough. 
I mean, I could say the same thing. I I could literally say I'm a podcaster, and then it would it would seem so weird. Yeah. Actually, actually, this might be this may or may not be a sensitive topic. Like I don't know, but um, what sort of? I guess. Wait. Let me let me just figure out how to phrase this. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the patience. Um, how do you feel about your own body image? Body, I feel like right now it's and you know how I was saying, oh, thank God for the Kardashians. <laughs> thank God I for being like, thick. Yeah, if if that idea of like, I mean, like you you know how in like when we were in, when we were like twelve. Yes. During that time, it was, and I guess that's kind of why I brought up like this whole K-pop thing. It's like. It was like everyone was skinny as fuck. You see, like sticks so were in, right? So skinny. Um, yeah, and I was like never skinny. <laughs> yeah, I reckon like now, like yeah, when I was a kid, probably I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. I don't like, think I, many I, of us like paid much attention to how we looked as yeah, kids. Yeah. I don't have any photos. I guess no, but I've always been like super self. Oh. And like, that was, that was, yeah, yeah, I remember, like, I swear, it's, it's because I went to K-pop and everyone was so fucking, like, perfect. And, like, I remember one of SMSD, Girls' Generation, one of their music videos was them, like, being mannequins and coming to life. <laughs> and I was like, that's so metaphorical. Anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, um, but, yeah, I was always super self-conscious. Like, even like as a really small kid, it's really weird. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was always like some. I guess I got really wet. I got really bad in the early days of high school. But I guess everyone's sort of grappling with that idea of self-image. Oh, uh, I feel like every well. Everyone has a moment, I guess, in their in their yeah. teens when they sort of go, "Oh, okay, this is what I, this is who I am, this is what I yeah. want to be," or something like that. Yeah, I've kind of like gone to the point, like I'm at a place where, no, it's it's fine. You can look back and giggle, not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> giggle, like, yes. Giggle. Um. Yeah. Okay. You said in the early years of high school you had a pretty bad year, like this yeah. sort of this this problem with like a body image, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like. Can you go into specifics about like I just I, I guess it's just like how it manifested. Yeah, I don't know. Like, probably just like subtle things. Probably it affected my confidence a lot. Like how I interact with people. Um, like what role I play in my own life. So you know, like going back to those kind of archetypes. Oh, uh, so if I'm not like. <laughs> When I was young, I read like what fan fictions. I shit like all those titles really, it was really cringe. But like, you know, you have that. I don't know, like that pre-main character. Oh, I can't be heard, and I'll be like, psycho. It's like the subtle things that kind of affected confidence as a whole. So like, um, you know, how I interact with people, um, my confidence. So I don't know. Talk to people, I guess. I can't blame it. Just body yeah, I reckon like just it wasn't. I guess too bad. I luckily I did not, you know, I did not suffer any like eating disorders. But, I mean, yeah, that's I, that's always a win. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, I think for me it was just a lot more subtle. So um, it was just like you know, like would it would you say like you know limitations on the way you would interact with other people? 
I reckon that low key probably I I honestly like thinking back in your step I can't really like link any like link any ideas together. That's perfectly fair enough because that's been like ages ago. Right. And yeah. so much right. has happened to all of us right. since then. Yeah, exactly. Um. This just sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, right. It's such a like a such a common experience. Luckily, like I don't know, I just noticed that. I mean, society like we we're, we're moving progressively in a social justice direction. Okay. Actually, I want to I want to explore that a bit further. Because like social justice is the thing that most people agree is yeah. good, but then yeah. you also have a lot of people nowadays who yeah. think that social justice is not really the thing it once was. Definitely. It's like feminism, it's like veganism. Yeah, it like it started off good and then now it's just it has a reputation for being yeah. full of fuckwits because that's like, just the way like it's, it's I feel like the people who mess it up are the people yeah. who get the most attention exactly exactly you have like those one or two people who take it too far and someone catches them on camera and suddenly you have this whole meme reputation yeah like this meme that is created and it it sucks but like and that i feel social justice warriors like when i first heard of that i didn't know how it, but i don't know like how could you think being a social justice warrior is a bad thing right like Shouldn't that mean, I don't know, they're advocating for equality or something? But I feel like everyone just, like, these days, everyone has such a strict life. Not everyone. Has a very, a lot of people have a very specific image of what a social justice warrior is or does. Exactly. But also this mindset of this dichotomy where they see everything as black and white. Uh, It's either, like, you know, you... You're, you're, the, you're left or right. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's also a degree of, like, there's an issue where um, people don't feel comfortable disagreeing with other people in public anymore. In public? No, in online? Online, especially not. <laughs> because especially online, not? I feel, well, I don't know, because to be honest, sometimes if you express, like, okay, let's say, alright, we'll, we'll go with a very specific example. Um... Yes. Uh, taking again, taking taking a bit of a a, a leaf from the uh, the body image thing, right? Sure, yeah. What do you feel about the the self love movement <laughs> when it applies to people who are like obese to the point of like having it uh, endanger their health? Right, it's like that whole. Okay, for me, um, I like to. I don't know. I just yeah. I never. I never going to argue with anyone about this because. That's just Alright, and then like this don't the try not to think of this as an argument because that's definitely not what I'm going for. Yeah, no but um way. no, um, but I just I just want to hear your thoughts because I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. This is like this is this. Okay, this sure, is sure. No, 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 because I'm I'm going to give mine anyways. I'm not gonna like hang you out to dry, it's okay. The thing <laughs> no, is, like, no. I rarely have the opportunity to actually discuss this kind of thing with anyone. Right, exactly. Oh for me, right? It's just like interesting for me to talk about as well. Because like for for me, I, I recognise obviously the external inside. Um and I don't I, I don't think I advocate for anyone who's like who's 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 like kind of putting out this putting out this image of unhealthy body whether it be um on either side of the 
Like whether it be like, like either extremely, extremely thin or extremely thin. overweight. Yeah, yeah. So there are dangers with putting that out in a positive light. Like if you if you are a model for Vogue, can you have like like some any any widely widely consumed form of media? Like that's not okay. But you know, in saying that, like I think for me, I personally. Agree more with, um, like this is idea of like um, I don't know. So I I'd, I'd say I'm a like as as someone who's not obese, like I won't really give a sh if I saw an obese person on a magazine cover, but I would care more if it was someone who's underweight for some reason. Oh, okay. Now that's that's interesting, actually. So, yeah, like, right. would you? Um, so, would you feel that it's? Would you worry more? I guess if they put someone who's like way too thin on like a magazine or something like that. I mean, not like I actually list or read magazines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs> but I would like if you know, if they if I saw like. Like a if you saw if you saw like for example an Instagram trend when people yeah, who were like yeah. who had really sharp elbows or something like just like posting images of themselves and going hashtag self love or something like that. Self oh well if you hashtag self love that's a different story. Oh okay all right okay. Yeah I think I'm more an, an advocate of like working towards a healthy middle ground so. Okay. If they put like a morbidly obese person, but if the context was their modeling, um sports gear um so that's something i didn't see before like um there was like some debate about it wasn't stupid but people argue about stupid things like this debate about um whether obese people should be on the cover of sports magazines i was like no yeah like surely <laughs> um but that kind of has the connotations of like towards a healthy program okay that's something that you know self-love this is, this is stupid <laughs> well it's also Okay. So you would you like say that what happens in mainstream media probably concerns you a bit more than what happens on like you know social media, for example? Um. Well, I try not to. I try not. I've been trying not to give too many about anything that happens. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) That's healthy. That's healthy. Right. Yeah. It's it's hard actually not to give a f- about things, but right? Isn't it? Isn't yeah, it, it is. Well, to a degree, it is. But yeah. after after a while, you you kind of get tired of all the memes. Um, yeah, you do. It's like, why are you wasting? No, but like, this is, okay, this is another tangent. But like, when I do, like, the way I do a media degree, and I like, I study all these theories about how people interact with media, how people like, influence others through media. And I start to think to myself, why isn't everyone being offered this information? Because the problem Mm. with society nowadays is everyone is a media consumer. Everyone is a media Mm. producer. If you have a phone, you have, you're exposed to a ton of stuff. And you don't yeah. know how to process all of that necessarily, and not everyone is equally informed as to like uh, you, a either the power they have or b the power yeah. other people have over the way they see things. It just strikes me as a bit of a problem because, yeah. especially with something like okay, let's say um, we'll go back to the topic we were talking about before. This idea yeah. of like promoting different body images and potentially accidentally promoting 
extremes on both sides. Yeah. We don't seem to have a platform on which to talk about this kind of stuff, and most of us aren't even aware of this. Like, we'll see, for example, I feel like a lot of the time, you'll have this sort of reaction from the majority of people when they they see, like, a plus-size person on a... On a well, we'll go with your example. We'll see a plus-size person on a sports magazine, and some people will go, oh, okay, well, that's... that's why not? And then other people will go, no, you shouldn't do that. That's stupid. And then nobody really knows how to talk it out in a way. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean talk it out? Like, well, like, discuss. so even just discuss, like, you know, why that's a thing. Because, again, if you if you go with the, the angle of social justice, like, yes, it does achieve a sort of equality in terms of representation. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, for me personally... I find it more to be a problem of balancing two different things, right? On one hand, you want to make sure that everyone's able to feel comfortable with their bodies. But on the other hand, you also need to be careful about whether you promote things that are objectively unhealthy. Yeah, exactly. Can't win. (laughs) Yeah, you really can't. But then the problem, I feel like a lot of the problem is the way we view the two different extremes are kind of skewed in a way. Because you can look at someone who's thin and look at someone who's anorexic, and you will definitely register the difference between the two. But I feel like increasingly nowadays, although it might just be me, like a, like the line between like thick, dummy thick, and obese or fat is like, the, I feel like oh. they cross a little bit. Yeah. Oh, they kind of do, actually. I mean... I'm not saying that thick and fat is the same thing, by the way. I'm just like I'm just pointing out well, that like <laughs> what I feel like half the times people say thick ironically and the other half yeah. they they actually mean it when they're saying yeah. it. But um yeah, I didn't well this again this is like off topic but I just I I like compared to skinny or thin, I think thick is a really fun word to say. Yeah, it is. Right. Thick, she thick. She <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna take a brief moment to like put put my own personal thoughts about like the the plus size thing out there, just to make sure you're not being, yeah. you're not by yourself. But um, okay, okay. Awesome. So the thing is, right, when you have a plus size model on, say, a magazine or um, um, or just a modeling agency in general employing plus sized models, and yes. if the plus size models happen to be overweight. The problem with me is that, and I might be a bit cynical when I think this, is that I look yeah. at that and I always think about the motivation behind them doing that. Because yeah. there is there is no such thing as a company doing something purely for good. Yeah, They are essentially an image that makes money, yeah. especially in the beauty industry. And when they put on plus-size models and something yeah. like that, that's, that's- it's, it's just more promo. That's yeah. what bothers me, is the idea that it's partially that fear of promoting an unhealthy body image, but also it's just a feeling of yeah. mild distaste, because I don't I don't like the reason why they're doing it. And when people go, oh, wow, she's so brave for appearing on this thing or something like that, like, yeah, but that's it's it's being done to make people money. And I just yeah. that just bothers me. Yeah. Well, I feel like 
you might know more about this than me, but like <laughs> it's like company FOMO, right? They're like, oh, shit, everyone's big now. <laughs> we have to buy into like the trend. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Continue. Yeah. Continue. Um, like I, I don't. I highly doubt most of them give a about who's actually on the cover. It's just a matter of like selling new trends or selling maybe, more of whatever they're selling. Yeah, advertising to people. I don't know, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, Winnie Hargroves. Like, she's, like, this model with vitiligo. Wait, Winnie Hargroves? Like, Am I saying that right? So, so she, yeah, so she, she has vitiligo, which is, like, you know, um, the patch. Like, oh, is it, like, white patches on yeah, your skin? Patches. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I feel like everyone's like, oh my god, like, oh my god, she orders. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, I feel like she's, she's conventionally beautiful, but, like, they were just trying to, they as a The agency. But, you know, chose. Possible. Well, I guess it's kind of hard to follow a trend when it's a condition you can't influence. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I, th- I see what you mean in terms of like promoting goodwill for the company. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodwill. Yeah, it's like how like there's this thing about billionaires <laughs> donating <laughs> money to charity or something like that. Is like, no, but like there was this, there was this like thing. But yeah, billionaires like donating, donating to like private organizations. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's pretty smart of him like, it's yeah like kudos. it's yeah but um okay you brought up the idea that like companies have a habit of jumping onto different trends especially trends to do with social justice right and this is something that um <laughs> this is something that we actually touch on in uh the, our study of like media right mm-hmm. is that every single time a certain like a social justice thing happens it always gets picked up by people who want to commercialize it like for example mm-hmm. um somewhere around 2018 to 2017 that time period i think when lgbt promotion was like Mm. a big thing well i shouldn't say promotion it was more like a movement towards equality and recognition like that itself i have no problems with but the thing is as soon as it happened a whole bunch of clothing brands right they just hopped onto a bandwagon of promoting a bunch of stuff and basically what they did was they just made a bunch of like whatever products they were selling t-shirts yeah. jackets whatever they put rainbows on it and then they went pride and yeah. then they just sold that as product yeah. to promote their company but then the thing that strikes me about that is it just doesn't seem genuine nah. i mean like you never know what if like the, the ceo of the company is like you know <laughs> close, a closeted yeah that's <laughs> that 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 yeah. could be possible but at the same time it just seems I don't know. It might be because I'm cynical, but it, it, it just seems too convenient, too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of these companies show their support at exactly the same time when it's most convenient. No yeah. yeah. Actually, this might be like, okay, we're going into possible cancel territory, but I yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, I dislike it immensely. And on that happy note, I think. <laughs> And so the conversation derailed into rather dubious territory, and recording had to come to a close. Looking back, it's actually kind of obvious that I was out of practice when I recorded this, because I forgot to introduce my guest. Much thanks to Lauren for coming on the show to share her own experiences and discuss these interesting and often undermentioned topics about how we view ourselves and each other in the world we live in today. And thank you for tuning in. We hope to speak again to you real soon.